Salam from Center City. This is the Rorschach Ethiopia update from the 10th of November 2022, a quick summary of what's going down in Ethiopia. After exactly two years, it seems like the war in northern Ethiopia between the federal government and the Tigray People's Liberation Front, or TPLF, is over for good. Last week, we told you that they had reached an agreement. They agreed to stop the conflict immediately and permanently, restore services, and allow access to humanitarian aid, among others. But what did government officials, the international community, and other entities say about this agreement? Well, they've welcomed it with open arms. Prime Minister Abiy said that Ethiopia is committed to peace and will make sure that the agreement is implemented. UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres said the agreement is the first step to ending the horrific war, urging all Ethiopians and the international community to support Ethiopia's efforts. The EU's representative, Joseph Borrell, said that the agreement must be immediately implemented and that parties must prioritize provisions of humanitarian aid and the resumption of essential services. The Patriarch of the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, His Holiness Father Matthias, also issued a statement. He said that the news of the agreement has made him and many others, quote, happy beyond comparison, unquote. He also thanked members of the international community who have tirelessly worked to put an end to the conflict and officials who accepted the call for peace. Other religious institutions shared this message, including the Ethiopian Islamic Affairs Council and the Protestant and Catholic churches. Members of the negotiating team held a conference to report on the peace agreement in the presence of Prime Minister Abiy, speakers of the House of Representatives, the House of Federation, the presidents of regions, and other ministers. Redwan Hussein, one of the seniorities of the agreement and the Prime Minister's National Security Advisor, clarified that the deal respects the sovereignty and the integrity of Ethiopia and its people. He added that a provisional government will be set up in Tigray until a regional election is held. In more news related to the agreement, the Ethiopian Media Authority has released that it is preparing guidelines on how media outlets are supposed to report on the agreement. According to the authority's director general, Mohamed Endrice, They are preparing this guideline because in the agreement, it is established that both parties must refrain from reporting news that could potentially disturb the agreement. The agreement establishes that military leaders of both sides, the TPLF and the federal government, were set to meet. And to that end, on Monday the 7th, military leaders Brohan Jula of the federal government and Tades and Tades Warad from the TPLF, among others, arrived in Kenya's capital, Nairobi. They talked about reopening roads to transport humanitarian aid. One of the facilitators of the agreement and former Kenyan president Uhuru Kenyatta was present in the meeting. He said that talks are getting closer to home and that he hopes to hold future talks in Mikel, the capital of the Tigray region.
On the same day, the TPLF's spokesperson and sanatory of the agreement, Getachu Ruda, who's also in Nairobi attending these meetings, tweeted that all the agreements, the front signs, have the best interests of the Tigray people in mind. He added that the front was forced into war in the first place because the integrity and existence of Tigray people was threatened. He concluded his tweet with a question, quote, if a peace agreement is in in keeping with the integrity of Tigray, why not give it a shot, unquote. Prime Minister Abiy, on the other hand, was not in Nairobi. He was in Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, for the UN's climate change conference, where more than 100 world leaders were present. He said that Ethiopia shares the international community's concern and stance on climate change and is committed to be a part of the solution. The prime minister used the occasion to discuss bilateral relations with other leaders. Still, the country is trying to rehabilitate after this devastating war and terrible drought. The government is looking for more money to buy food for people in the throes of hunger. In order to do so, Ethiopia is knocking on the doors of the International Monetary Fund, or IMF. The IMF has revealed via an email that Ethiopian authorities have indicated an interest in accessing the fund's food shock window. Speaking of funds, the Development Bank of Ethiopia has introduced a massive 4 billion burr or 80 million U.S. dollars project to support budding entrepreneurs. The bank's president, Dr. Johannes Ayalu, said that entrepreneurs will submit their innovation projects, which will be vetted for authenticity and feasibility. Afterwards, the banks will provide the funds so the projects can grow into a business. On some tragic news, Amoro music legend Ali Bera passed away on Sunday the 6th. The Oromia Region Communication Bureau broke the news. In his music career, which has spanned 50 years, Ali released numerous albums and singles. He had an honorary doctorate from the Dire Dawa University. Ali has roads, parks, and other landmarks named after him, and his work has been influential beyond the music industry. His funeral was held on Tuesday the 8th. He was brought to Addis from his home in Dubrazite, so his friends, family, fans, and dignitaries could bid farewell. After a ceremony at the Friendship Park, he was transported to his birth town, Diredawa, where he was laid to rest. On that note about Aromia, three Aromia Supreme Court judges were arrested last week on Friday the 4th. Their arrest caused a stir as they have immunities, which have to be lifted before they get arrested. Daniel Berkule, the head commissioner of the Ethiopian Human Rights Commission, or EHRC, said that the arrest was an attack on judicial freedom and that it was completely illegal. He urged authorities to immediately release the judges, and two days later, the EHRC's head revealed that they've been released, adding that authorities must make preliminary investigations to ensure accountability. 
Last week, there was a suicide bombing attack in Mogadishu, the capital of neighboring country Somalia. The country's president, Hassan Sheikh Mohammed, asked the international community for help, and to that end, Ethiopian doctors went to the country, arrived on Thursday the 3rd, and joined the emergency response in Mogadishu. Speaking of help, the U.S. has donated tuberculosis test equipment worth about $3 million U.S. million. The new test machines will significantly bring down the time it takes to diagnose tuberculosis, an airborne disease that has caused thousands of deaths in Ethiopia. It is estimated that these test kits will only take an hour to diagnose the disease, a significant drop compared to older technology, which takes two days. In unrelated news, on Monday the 7th, the Ministry of Trade and Regional Integration announced that there will be no gas price increases through November and early December except for aircraft fuels. The ministry has also said government fuel subsidies for public transport will continue for this month. Before we wrap up the show, we wanted to tell you about a major event that the Ministry of Mines has prepared. The Mintex Expo is going to be held at the Millennium Hall from Thursday the 10th to Saturday the 12th. The ministry says that the expo will bring together established enterprises from Ethiopia and beyond, allowing them to communicate and engage for mutual benefits in the mining sector. And that's it for this week about social media. As we know, it's neither social in any real sense, and it's not media, although people may use it that way. The Twitter takeover has led many to abandon it and look around elsewhere, and everyone knows that Facebook is kind of a terrible but convenient force in the world. So our question to you is, what do you think about social media? Are you migrating at all? Have you used Mastodon? What are your experiences? Besides Twitter and all that belongs to Meta, which social media platforms do you use? Where do you think Rorschach should create an account? You can let us know at Ethiopia at Rorschach.com. That's R-O-R-S-H-O-K dot com. Ciao.